This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And you are in the locker room where Steelers Nation comes together. Believe you me, Steelers playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford. And good morning, everybody. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. We are just dialing things up. I also have one of my boys, CJ, is in the He's in the in the room with me here in the studio. So we got a lot of things going on. Max, how are you, my friend? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good, Wolf. And yes, what's I up see, with that cough? You... No, 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 no. It, it, this is also early morning, right? Oh, you know, yes. it's early morning. Clear, clearing the passages, <laughs> the esophageal passages. Um, no, uh, no. I saw I saw CJ like just just hurrying around in the back like a busy bee. So I was like. I was like, Wolf, put him to work. All right, there we go. He's my computer man because I do not understand computers. I barely am. No, I'm I'm just not even capable of really running much myself. So he comes in, he takes over, and it's good. It's a good thing. No doubt about it. Definitely. Hey, anytime (laughs) you get to have family around, it's always a positive. I mean, you see my girls coming in uh, randomly in the morning. So luckily, I got them off to school safely. Got them off to school safely today. So gold no star rattle, for me today. No rattlesnakes in the in the lawn or driveway or anything like that. No, too cold. Too cold. That's a good thing about this time of year. Rattlesnakes, scorpions, they stay dormant. So it, oh, it's a nice. Oh, I feeling. forgot about scorpions. They're nasty little oh, yeah. critters, aren't they? Yes, they are. Have you ever been They're stung co- by one? The, no, I have not. Okay. Thank goodness. Hold on. Where, where's the wood? Where's the wood? I got a knock on it. Okay. Yeah. No, I have not. Cockroaches of the desert. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I got it because this was your quarterback. You played with Big Ben. He comes out yesterday, and let me hit you with the quote just because I want your take on it. He says, does Big Ben, I would assume as a group that you understand we probably probably aren't supposed to be here probably aren't a good football team out of 14 teams that are in we're probably number 14th we're double digit underdogs we're in the playoffs here let's just go play have fun and see what happens i i saw some people like almost were posting like alarms about it and i think um it sounds an awful lot like ben having fun it, it is it is people <laughs> stop being so serious <laughs> To quote the Joker, why so serious? <laughs> you don't need to be serious. Let's put a smile on your face. <laughs> ben is just having fun. That is what it is. It's sarcasm. Yes. Pick up on the subtlety of it. Because then I believe later in that quote, he goes, what are we, 20-point underdogs? All right, then. Okay, if that's the case, then let's just go have fun then. Right? I mean, <laughs> I'll I give mean, you the quote. All right, because okay, I actually it. wrote you. it down. I mean, it's like amazing that I actually got this right. Okay, it says, arguably, they are the best team, meaning the Chiefs, in football. We don't have a chance. So let's go play and have fun. And then at some other point he talks about being 20 points. So it's not quite the same quote you were. There was a couple more. I chose this one here. So, But he's literally saying, basically, we don't have a chance. And you know that's not Ben Roethlisberger um, you know, admitting any no. sort of defeat. That's him having a sarcastic response. And uh, kind of just setting the stage. It's a ridiculous question. It's like, we lost by 26. Thank you. Yes, yes. 36 to 10. I get it. They had a long drive. Cam jumped off size, and I decided to throw a flea flicker the next play. Gave them the ball midfield, and that's how they went up 14-zip. Okay? 
Mama say, Mama say, Mama Tusa. We got it out the way. Okay. Wait a minute. Yes. What was that? What was that? Mama say, Mama say, Mama say, Mama say, Mama Tusa. Wait a minute. What is that? That was from Michael Jackson's song. I heard him say it. <laughs> I have no clue what it means. <laughs> okay. If anybody does right. know what it means, please feel free to let me know how ridiculous I sounded. But I heard Michael Jackson say it in a song once, so that's why I said it, and it sounded good at that moment. It sure worked, I man. I could have said Hakuna Matata. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Nah, uh, Hakuna Matata, I understand. I can dig that. Means no worries for the rest yeah. of your days. No worries. Be it's happy. a problem-free philosophy. Wolf. Yes. No <laughs> doubt about it. You know what I mean? The fact is you really got to take the Hakuna Matata attitude, yeah. you know, and, and just say, listen, all right, we're underdogs. That's okay. You know, we're going into the loudest venue in the NFL, supposedly by Guinness standards, 142.2 decibels which they paint on a mural outside the visiting team locker room so that you immediately see this in your face when you come out of the arrowhead locker room and and, and you're, you're supposedly you're done already and you know what if that doesn't stiffen the back of every one of those players every one of those Steelers to be so discounted and so um just thought of as mere chaff in the wind yeah you know what I mean I mean that that should yeah. really that to me, in my mind, this is the ultimate, man. This is like riding into uh, some sort of – this is like the desert storm in Arrowhead. <laughs> you got to yeah, go. Well, I mean, it, well, and I think the biggest thing is is that, you know, you've already been here. So it's not like you should be enamored with the stadium. You should be enamored with the crowd. Right. You should, you should bask in the awe of all the awesomeness that is Arrowhead. No. It's the Chiefs Stadium. We played here. We sucked last time we played here. I'm trying not to suck this time around. That's the mindset you got to walk into. And, you know, we're not given a chance. Ben's been there before. This is this is not new territory. So when Ben Roethlisberger is, is making the sarcastic comments, it's like, I've heard this all before. What are we, 14th out of it? I remember, yeah, like you said, I remember when we were the 12th best team going into the playoffs before, when there was only 12. So he's like, I'm used to being last. I'm used to being counted out. But if that's what you want to hear, go ahead. Take that. <laughs> I'd, I'll give you the rat poison. I'll go ahead and feed it to you. That's what you want to hear. Oh, woe is us. We suck. I'm old. Um, we're inexperienced. We're not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. Did we make the playoffs, though? Did we make the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. All I needed was a ticket because guess what? None of those records mattered right now, Wolf. It's zero, zero. Everybody is in sudden death elimination. No tomorrow. Nobody cares about your resume. The resume was for seeding purposes. That was to get you in the playoff. Right. That's it. After that, everything is your earned merit. It is no your question. earned opportunity from this point forward. So you have to treat this in your mind as a fan as week one. This is week one of the season. Everybody has a shot at the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? Only 14 have a shot at the Super Bowl, and the Steelers are one of those 14. No question about it, and certainly I would say this, Max. Um, and by the way, I don't want anybody to think that I was equating football with war and my desert storm. What I was making the point of was running to the battles Mike Tomlin talks about because the battle is going to be in a place that's going to be – it's hard. You know what I mean? It's hard to communicate there. It's hard to keep it – uh, all together. I mean, you think about the first opening series there. The Steelers went five plays, and the first, very first play was that pitch to Najee 
running around right end. Remember, it was like uh, it was like every chief on that field met him at the corner. He didn't even have a chance, yeah. and he lost minus two. You know, and then you come back and uh, you 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 get the Frank Clark uh, sack. You know, um, when he jumped on Ben. Um, so then you got a punt, and then they go on a, a, a big old drive, and you've got to withstand that storm. There's going to be a storm there um, that you've got to get through that acoustic wave that's going to be flowing from the upper reaches of Arrowhead Stadium. That bowl atmosphere creates such decibel levels. You've played in it. I've actually played in it. Is that I'm that old. That stadium is that old. <laughs> and uh, it's yeah. one of those things that you have to account for, and you need to come out and get something started right away. I This is one thing for sure. You cannot slow roll your way in the opening series, the opening quarter uh, here in Arrowhead. If you do, you're virtually handing them quite possibly the victory. Yeah, no, no question. You can't have what happened last time happen this time in the, fir- in the first couple drives. You can't have a five and out stall, right? Because you had a great catch by Deontay, that 18-yarder. Right. Um, and that first drive, and then all for not, right? Then you punt the ball. Great punt by Corliss Bate when that was like a 58-yarder. Right. right. Flip the field. But then you, you, you they drive on you. Um, they got a little – you stopped the run early. And remember, that first touchdown was the one where Bobby Spillane and, and Alex Highsmith – Absolutely. You know, cut, kind of canceled each other out and Clyde yes. Edwards-Alaire bounced outside. Yes. Uh, if you don't have that, you have a good stop and probably hold them to a field goal first. Then that flea flicker, the very next series, the first play, and the ball just yes. gets caught in the wind. And then you give them that short field, and then Daryl Williams has, has a couple of good runs that sets up that one. Right. And then you come back again. And you have a drive, it stalls, you punt it back to them, and then they get a field goal on the next drive. So you have to withstand the tsunami. You can't allow that chain of events to happen in that type of way. Because the Steelers defense did a great job of really holding them and not allowing them to score fast. That first drive was like eight minutes. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. You know, if you don't remember, it took like half the freaking quarter. It's something where you have to be able to answer that. And that's why, you know, I look at it and I say, this has to be an ugly game. It has to be a very low-scoring affair. You can't give them that 17-point cushion. Because yes. we've done that the last two times in a row against them, Wolf. Yep. Even in 2018, we spotted them 21 points and then had to come from 21 down to tie it up. We can't spot them double-digit points. We need to go blow for blow and keep this game tight so that we have a shot at this game. Max, it was 23 nothing at halftime. You know, I mean, you just that's yeah. that you're virtually just sealing your own defeat there because when you give away that many points, you know, it's so hard. I mean, they they can go on a on a on a 14 play drive like you said, 8 minutes as they did in the first quarter. Try to put that together in a volume type stadium affair in Arrowhead like that as the opposition. It's very, very difficult. People don't understand how hard it is to communicate and make sure that everybody's <laughs> on the same page, and then you come out and get the job done. And with the huge amount of talent that they have, from Tyreek Hill to Travis Kelsey, who didn't play that first game. So, yeah, you know, there's it's, it's a big hill to climb. But make no mistake about it. They can do it. They can do it. They got more than a puncher's chance. 
if you can make this game close and keep it close and make sure that you capitalize on their mistakes, not allowing them to capitalize on your mistakes, which they did, which, you know, you had three takeaways there early on. I mean, now now you got an opportunity. You know, those sort of takeaways, that's huge. Yeah, no, you you cannot give a team like Kansas City any extra opportunities. You can't give them the change of field, sudden change type of opportunities because they will take advantage. You have to play as stingy a football as they play. Yes, and that's then that that's how that that's how you get to a tighter game, a different outcome of the game. And we could we could battle the semantics of it at the end. Let's not but, get into ceramics, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's not get into ceramics or pottery. Uh, but you've got to have you've got to have that mentality because you can match them. You can match them. I know it's great. Oh my gosh, how are we going to match them? They're the number two seed. You're the number seven seed. Poppycock. You know it, it's it's about having the guys that can play inspire. The team I watched play Monday night football against the Browns. Right. The team I watched beat the number one seed Tennessee Titans. The team I watched beat the number three seed Buffalo Bills. Right. It can be done. Others have gone down. You could still you still have every opportunity. This is a team. You have to remember, hey. We went four and two in our division. Right. We swept two teams. Yes, did we not have our best days against Cincinnati? Absolutely, but it was just two losses. But we still stuck on and and hung up nine other victories against quality opponents. We had some quality opponents in there. So let's not just write it off as oh my gosh, the Steelers should be just happy to make it to the wild card round. No, they are a team that's bona fide and ready to hit. There's no question in my mind, you know. I, I, again, when we, we finished up in 89, we went out to L.A. We were supposed to get whomped by the Raiders in the L.A. Coliseum. We, and it, what, what, like I said, what I can only describe as a three-hour fist fight, uh, we win. We prevail. We go to Denver. You know, we, Denver was sitting there going, hey, why are we even bothering with the Steelers? Bring on the fish. Let's go straight to the AFC championship game and play the Miami Dolphins. Well, we whooped Denver in mile high. You know, when they said it couldn't be done, and I, 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 I kid you not, I remember sitting there in a restaurant going out to dinner the night before. I was with Tunch. I was with Pete Rostowski, right? We're sitting there having dinner, and it's, it becomes obvious that people knew that uh, the uh, enemy was in the house of this restaurant, right? So then the, the conversations start to get louder. Why are we bothering with playing the Steelers? This is just a waste of time. We don't need – I mean, people are talking like this at different tables around us, and you can hear it, and you know that they're saying it loud enough because they want you to hear it, you know, and you're like going, okay, yeah, that's yeah. all right, that's all right. And we went in, and, and we beat them, and we took advantage of taking the ball away from them, and we went and did something that everybody said at that time. People were saying, there's no chance for you guys, and yet we did it in their stadium, you know that's a little adverse air-wise when you get up to Mile High Stadium. That can be a problem. Absolutely. But certainly, we did it. You know, it, it, it can be done. The, the, the human heart knows no limits. Absolutely, Wolf. And like I said, I've been through it as well. Both of us have been through that road warrior aspect of having to go on the road, 
backs against the wall. Nobody gives you a chance. Oh, my goodness, Cincinnati won your division. They're so good. You can't beat them. Well, we beat them. Oh, well, you're not going to beat Peyton Manning. Right. The number one seed, the top team in the NFL. They have weapons galore. How are you going to stop Peyton Manning? We did. Yep. And then we went to Mile High, that indomitable place. Yep. And about you had your own Mile High experience there, huh? Yeah, I had my own Mile High. You know, Jake the Snake, plumber, right? Yep. A QB. That dominating defense, reminiscent of the Orange Crush. Yeah, yeah, we crushed that Orange Crush can. <laughs> you got to love it. All right, you let's know, go I to mean, break, yeah, buddy. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens. You'll have these Orange Crush experiences. I like Fanta anyways. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the opening bell. Wolf starts and the ninjas in the locker room where Steelers Nation comes together. With Steelers playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford, and we will be back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And the Steelers playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford. And I got to tell you something, Max. I'm sitting here, right? And I got CJ. He's, he's my studio assistant. He's assistant producer to Ninja Jacob today. He's in the house, right? He's got up on here a gator down on the Trinity Golf Course cruising across the golf course with a big old fish in its mouth. I mean, obviously they've gone fishing in one pond. Now it's going across, I don't know, the street maybe, to another pond. But is this something that happens in Florida all the time? You see these gators out there with a big old, I mean, that's a big fish. And you just go from one pond to the next. Well, I mean, you're going to see uh, gators with food in their mouths if you live in Florida long enough. Well, I At get that when point, you and I go to lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I I am a big gator, and, you know, it is fish or barbecue or burgers or, you know, random random cuts of, of prime beef, uh, you know, a <laughs> little bit of salad. So I do, I do have veggies. Little, little I do eat veggies. A little bit of salad. Yeah, so you see the same thing with me all the time. Uh, this is just a four-legged version of me. There um, you go. But I mean, but yeah, th- this is this is commonplace, especially on golf courses where you have water hazards or big bodies of naturally occurring water. Okay, you're going th- that gators will gators will go wherever water is. All right, I g- yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I went to campus, I mean, we had Lake Alice right in the center of campus. Yeah, ga- ga- gator preserve. Wait a minute, you we got, had gators. You got a gator preserve right in the middle of your campus. We're Florida Gators. Why wouldn't we have gators? Well, that's true. That's a point. That's that's a valid point. Okay, but I mean, yeah. did you have? I mean, do, do people get stupid around there? I mean, because think about it, people do stupid things in, <coughs> in you know on campus. You get young guys, you know, we got bets and stuff like that. Uh, do you get anybody stupid going down to do a little gator wrestling or anything? Nobody goes and does gator wrestling per se, but we have had numerous coeds that would go. Into the water where gators are at nighttime. Okay, uh, entirely foolish. As, 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 as a as a pledge or an initiate into because because right leading up to Lake Alice, like you have Fraternity Row, right? Okay, so, so frat row is there. Oh, so of course, that's that's a bad combo. That's, that's a, a bad, bad combo. combo. 
fraternity houses, gator infested lake. But nobody, no, nobody's been killed. So that, well, that's, that's a good. good thing. That's, that's a good. good thing. I don't know if they have all ten toes and fingers, but <laughs> I know that they did not do that. So I think, I think, I think that's where we have to be positive. Well, we got another guy here. I'm just interested in this for whatever reason, you know, because yeah. you, you take a look, you got a, another man that used a garbage can to successfully trap a gator in Florida. And the, uh, the Fish and Wildlife authorities say to leave the trapping to them. Have you ever encountered or done any, any gator wrangling yourself? I've not had to wrang- wrangle a gator, thank you. Okay, goodness. that's good. Be- because I don't have the requisite skill set. Uh, and the uh, and the fast twitch muscle fibers to avoid teeth, um, and I, ha- I have a lot of surface area that gators might find appealing. So I prefer to keep my calf, my feet, my hands, my forearms, my entire body. I prefer to keep it away from gators. I do enjoy eating gator. I don't enjoy wrestling with my food. <laughs> I can understand. I'm just watching this guy trap the gator in this giant garbage can, and it makes me think, too, maybe you didn't do battle with a gator, but you, you did with a rattlesnake, right? What would you Did, you, did yeah. you get near that rattlesnake at all? Did you have a stick or uh, something? I got close enough that I could point him out to the fire department when they came. There you go. Good. Okay. Yeah. That's smart. Once again, once again, I don't go near things that can harm me. <laughs> You don't play with your food, Wolf. You don't play with your food. Just remember that. I got, you got it. You, 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 ha- you have to be respectful of your food and keep your distance. And then when it's been butchered and it's been cooked and sautéed and, and, and marinated properly, then you, then, you, then you approach said animal or <laughs> so yeah. carcass I, of said animal. I've had, I've had alligator. I, it does taste like chicken. That's what I thought. It does. You know, what it I mean? does. I, I mean, we got a place out here called Papados. Okay, it was a great Cajun restaurant. Oh, uh, you know, based out of Houston. Um, yeah, I, I I do their gator tail. I do that with a nice little crawfish <laughs> etouffee. Crawfish etouffee. Whoa! Yes, that's yes. very nice. Well, yeah, it it is it's savory, savory, <laughs> it's <a> savory dish. <laughs> this is this is, the, this is the food show you get with two two ex offensive linemen. You know, I mean, what are you going to exactly. do? Exactly. I mean, foot, football and food. There's no better. It goes together. Right now I got to change the subject a little bit because I see safety Eric Weddle unretired and signed with the L.A. Rams, who he had played with his last season. He played 11 years, nine with uh, who was it? Uh, the Chargers, uh, Chargers, then the Ravens. And then uh, in, in his 13-year career, he finished up with the Rams and uh, then retired after that. But he's coming out after two years, retired. Max, what are you thinking? You, you ready to go in case the Steelers need somebody? Well, two years versus seven years are two different, very, <laughs> very, very different things, Wolf. Um, but like I said, I told Adrian Clem this. Listen, I got six plays, baby. Got six <laughs> plays and two-minute drill. Six play drill, yep. Six plays. I got Don't have seven. You. Prefer five, but I got six. <laughs> Prefer five. <laughs> Two point only. I don't put my hand in the dirt anymore. Too old for that. Um, I might not be able to get up if I if I put my hand in the not, dirt. Not on the snap count. I mean, I'll get up. I just it won't be on the snap count. It won't be quick. Oh, Give me every tremendous. advantage. Give me every advantage. I need it. 
you know, I look at that. This guy, this guy had a great career. He's six times Pro Bowler. He was two-time All-Pro. He had 29 interceptions, eight forced fumbles, some, seven fumble recoveries, nine and a half sacks, 98 PBUs in the 13 seasons, man. I mean, that's something. But to come back and be signed to the practice squad, and I know they're desperate. I mean, they signed three other guys, you know, three second DBs, uh, you know, to their practice squad. But I don't know. They pull a guy up. I know this. I, I There's no way I could have, after, after two years, retired, come back. I mean, it, it just doesn't happen. If I was two years, yes, I I feel like I could because I was working out still pretty consistently and staying in in football shape, so to speak, just in case. But uh, yeah, no, 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 I'm I'm well beyond that. I I I've, I've stuck a fork in that a long time ago. So you know, I get that. And Eric, and Eric listen, Eric is a tremendous, um, tremendous dude, a very skilled dude. Eric was my I was teammates with him briefly in San Diego, mm-hmm. and I got to know Eric very well. And I'm like, he wasn't doing anything. He was probably about an hour and a half south of L.A. because that's, that's where he lives. Right. Because he had a place, um, you know, when he was with the Chargers in between L.A. and San Diego. Um, outside the city. So I'm sure they said, hey, Eric, what you doing? Well, you know, just running down these kids, you know, uh, you know, just just helping them with soccer practice, you know, doing a little goalie action. Oh, oh, you're in shape. OK, come in for a workout. <laughs> or, hey, we saw you. Or, 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 hey, we saw you at the alumni day at practice. You look pretty good. Why don't you just step on the other side of the, of the rope? How about that, just, you know? Just show yeah. us what you got. Show us what you got. Or or they just randomly, like, throw a ball in his direction, no look pass, to see if he'll catch it or not. <laughs> Boom. Oh, he did it. He did it. He did it. It's like, it's like, it's like when you're trying to figure out who Superman is, right? You, right. you start throwing things. I'm just going to fire this gun at him. Let's just see if he catches the bullet. He caught the bullet. That is Superman. That's what you think about Eric Weller. Ah, let's throw this ball here. Oh, he still got it. He still has, he still has the ball awareness. Can't get that away. Come on, come to P Squad. We'll pay you for a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to the phones because I think our Gator talk has provoked a friend of the show, our, our dear friend Circus George from Sarasota. There we go. And let's go down. He knows to, about Gators. Here we go. We got Circus George and Sarah coming to the locker room. Hey, George. good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Ooh. Deep fried gator tidbits. That's some good stuff, See? but I'm not going to be wrestling it. Yeah, I remember uh, fool, fool, I foolishly tried to catch a gator once with a uh, 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 a bass popper. If you guys do much fishing or not, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a, a top top trap. water plug that you oh. just kind of pop along. And it, it uh, well, the gator bites. There's probably about a three, four foot gator. I was up in Valdosta, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What am I going to do with it now? <laughs> Thank God it didn't set the hook. It just, oh, man. It just, well, I didn't, it just grabbed the lure, but it didn't get the hook. I didn't have to deal with that. I'm like, all right, pull it up on the ground. What do I do with it then? So, yeah, I was yes. about, I don't know, 17 at the time, a little young and stupid, I guess. So, uh, yeah. anyways, uh, so I'm excited about the, uh, the playoff game. Really, I mean, who gave us a chance? I surely didn't. I didn't even think we were going to playoffs before the season started. Looking at the, the toughness of the schedule, I'm like, yeah, this team's got a lot of holes, and here we are. And I stayed up for that San Diego-Oakland game. I was like, oh, no, we're not going to make it. They're going to kneel on the ball, and it's going to be a tie, and they're going to both go in. And then I thought about it. My nephews are doing a back and forth on Messenger, and I said, you know what? This would be like us letting the Browns in. One of those teams wants to win this game. 
Yes. And sure enough, it was the yeah. Oakland Raiders. Oakland, pardon me, L- L- Las Vegas Raiders. So. Right. Yeah. Anyways, I was, I was right, smiling man. about that. No yeah. doubt. Anyways, uh, you got any predictions, George? Small, uh, you know what? I what Coach Tomlin said about how we're going to change things. Uh, what was the score in that beating we took at Christmas weekend? Was it like thirty to ten or 30, something like that? Thirty-six ten. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-six ten. Yeah. Something needs to be changed. We could start by scoring <laughs> yeah. points. That would be yes. an excellent start right there. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to say that Ben is going to pull, uh, find a way to win. I, I like the fact that everyone's talking about how the Chiefs have got a role here. And just read an article this morning about how one of these Chiefs guys was saying how, oh, this is better than a bye week playing the Steelers. They actually said that. No kidding. It's better than a bye week for us. Yeah, we'll get a little cardio win. And uh, it'll be easy, and we'll go on to the, the real playoffs in the divisional oh, round. Where did you find that? Where did you find that? Oh, it was somewhere on my phone. I looked at him like, you got to be kidding me. So I was like, that's a pile of crap. I mean, you can't be saying, even if you think that, you can't be saying that publicly. Uh, I think so maybe, maybe, maybe they're ripe for a fall. We've seen Chiefs teams before underachieve in the playoffs. So we'll see. Absolutely. If we play a good game, would it be mistake-free no stupid penalties, especially the dead ball penalties like false starts and offsides and that kind of stuff needs to go away to give us a chance. We can't have stupid football and win this game. Not going to happen. You know. That oh, one... by the way, side note. Side oh, note. I've got COVID again. Oh no! No, I've got, not again. Oh, I've got COVID. Yeah, I'm sitting at home. This is the guy who's had it before a year and a half ago and got the shots, and I have COVID again. Yeah. So there you go. Unbelievable. So, Thank uh, you, sir. Yeah, George. It is. I appreciate it. Take you. care, gentlemen. Brother, I found I actually found it. The we got the guys <laughs> and Fox Sports Nick Wright was asked if the yeah. Chiefs should be worried. And Wright responded uh, that um no, that it was just like you said, it's better than a a, a a bye week. I mean that's Well, let's hope they let's hope the team actually thinks that. I think so. I think they <laughs> ought to let them know. <laughs> Thank you, George. Yeah. Appreciate it, bro. Gentlemen, take care. All right. Have a good Thanks, one. George. Get over that COVID. I'll be praying for you, bro. All yeah, right. definitely. Prayers up. Amen to that. Okay, Steelers playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford and every Gator that we know in Florida. Okay, so we'll be back <laughs> after this. <laughs> This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. These Steeler playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford, and you are in the locker room with Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas. And I'm I'm just responding to something, and Max, I want your response, because I guess it was on FS1, uh, first things first, there's a guy named Nick Wright, and he was asked if the Chiefs should be worried. So this doesn't come from the Chiefs players, but from some talking head on TV. And he says, worried? No, Wright responded. This is actually better than a bye. Get some cardio in, knock off some rust, have no chance of losing, can work on some things, and be just rolling when the playoffs actually start for the Chiefs. The same weekend they've always started for the Chiefs under Patrick Mahomes, the divisional round. You know, to be so dismissive is something I think – I don't know. Every player should be notified of such because it does tend to rile you. And I do believe that there are still motivational gems to be found in the, you know, the Internet, uh, what we used to call bulletin board material. 
Not that this guy, Nick Wright, whoever he is, not that he's actually somebody of substance that, you know, should be uh, of consequence, but just the fact that he stated what a lot of people feel or seem to feel, uh, I think it's it's worthy of uh, exploring a little bit there. You know, I, I look at it and I say, you know, I, I was never really a fan of Nick Wright. And for him to come out the side of his mouth and kind of say, you know, what he said about the Steelers. Right. And this is better than a buy. No, it's not. Because every time you step in the field, there's an opportunity to lose. Right, Wolf? Absolutely. I believe that's how the game is played. You know, and there's no ties anymore in playoffs. <laughs> we will play till somebody wins. Exactly. There's, there's no, we don't have the fiasco that was Sunday night coming to the last second and a kick. Um, you will play to the end. And for him to kind of dismiss what Ben's legacy is, what this team's legacy is for this season is it is a playoff contender. Other teams had the equal opportunity to make it into the playoffs, Wolf, but did they? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. For all those Charger fans out there, oh, my God, the Chargers are going to do it. They're looking so good. They're gone fishing. Right. Just like the Gators. (laughs) Just like the Gator. Dolphins, native to the ocean, Mm -hmm. are gone fishing. Right, right. Falcons, Panthers, Seahawks, oh my. (laughs) All these other teams, Browns, Ravens, Jets. Well, Jets are pretty much always eternally going fishing. Jaguars, Texans, all by the wayside. But guess who's still there? Back-to-back years, our Steelers. You know, number 14, as Ben said, okay, so we're number 14. Come on. Yeah, let, let, let me um, let, let let me quote something here, Wolf. Uh, let me make sure I can pull it up real quick. Um, do you know who is one, two, three? Do you know who's fifth all time in uh, in playoff victories? Gee, who would that be? Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, do you know what a win? That. Do you know what a win does on Sunday? It, guess who it ties him with? Who does it tie him with? Peyton Manning. Oh, D. Peyton Manning. Have you heard of this guy, uh, John Elway? Might have Seems heard of I've, him. I've heard of him. Uh, have you heard of this guy, Terry Bradshaw? Yeah, I think I've bumped into him a time or two. Yeah, yeah. That's what a win does for Ben. That's the air that he's in. Right. He's already tied with Brett Favre. And do you know what all those guys have in common there, Wolf? What do they have in common there, dear? My my a my dear Maximilian, jacket, a yellow jacket made by Hagar. Hagar <laughs> clothing makes the gold jacket. Oh, oh, they're the ones Hagar that makes yeah, the gold, Hagar, gold jackets. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, I'm just saying, when you want to just count a team out, you probably want to do a little bit more research. Um, higher quarterback, highest quarterback win percentage in first five seasons. Do you know? Do you know who's in the top three? Gee, who would be in the top three, Max? That would be Ben Roethlisberger. Do you know who's <laughs> the guys in front of him? Do you know who the guys are no, in front of him? No, tell me. Please share that. Guy by the name of Patrick Mahomes, right? Right, Patrick Mahomes. Guy by the name of Tom Brady. Oh. Right? I think we know Tom uh, Brady. I think we know who Tom Brady is. Uh, Ben's 72% win rate 
78.9 for good old uh, Patty there. And then Tommy Brady, 80%. Um, that's, what, that's what you're up against. And you can't discount that. No. And then we do have the reigning sack leader of the NFL. We do, indeed. We do have another Pro Bowl unstoppable defensive tackle. And we have a couple other guys that should have been there. I mean, right. Fitzpatrick, you know, who 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 will be on Travis Kelsey like a minka coat. That's that's got a nice little something to it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you found a gem there, buddy. Yeah, I did find a gem there. But I think that's what you that that's what you're up against, and it's little mistakes that really changed this game before. And if you clean up those little mistakes, we have a completely different ball game, Wolf. There, there's that's no the other doubt. Thing. Yes. And that's what I hate when talking heads have never played this game. Right. Go talk out the side of their mouth like Nick Wright. Yes. Like, Nick, what have you what have you done except for work for FS1? Yeah. I mean, that, you're, you're pointing out in preaching to the choir here, my friend. Because oh, yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, exactly. about you're loaded with people that are capable. Now, Trey Turner came out and said, you know what? Uh, it's interesting because, um, you know, playoff experience, because you don't have any, you don't know what you don't know, you know, because he says it's only Trey and Joe Hag that really have any playoff experience on the offensive line. But he says that's also to a strength. You don't have to worry about what you don't know. You just go out and do what you do. You know, and the whole thing about yeah. it is, I, this is something I, I got to ask you because the one thing I'll say about Trey is, look, um, as long as you got leadership at the top who's experienced, it will parlay down to the younger members. But at the same yeah. time, you can't discount, and I don't discount, having that playoff experience because there's a lot of things that go on. The intensity ratchets up. You can't help it. It just does because when you're in the one-and-done run, uh, you know, with the playoffs, everything takes on a bigger, more uh, powerful thing in the moment. So, you know, you got to stay cool. You got to be, as, as my old lion coach used to say, you got to be cool in the head and hot in the heart and be able to deal with it. And it, it is the playoffs, but it's great, I think, to have playoff experience because you find that middle ground and you weather the emotional storms better. That's all. Yeah. And, and But here's the thing I will say, the good thing about, this, especially this wild card weekend, is right. five of the six teams are all rematches. So, so there's familiarity. There's familiarity. You've seen them. So, therefore, it's not that uh, nervous energy that you would normally in a playoff environment, right? That's true. If you hadn't played against them. And it's fresh. You just played them three weeks ago. You still remember what that game was like in that moment. So, you know, I look at that and I say, hmm. What happened since then for us? Two wins. Absolutely. Two back-to-back wins, baby. Momentum. Carrying over. Right. Rolling, creating confidence. That's a different team than the one that marched in there the day after Christmas. (laughs) It's a different team. And something is to be said. When you have momentum on your side, you're going to play a little looser. You're going to have a little... You have a little swag, right? Well, you get knowledge you little... of what you're up against. You know what I mean? In in, the, in our it. world, in the one-on-one confrontational yeah. battles that occur in the, in the close-quarter combat realm, you understand yeah. better what you're dealing with. Like, for instance, Dan Moore. If Dan Moore gets the start, okay, Dan Moore understands that Frank Clark is going to come with that inside stab and try to uproot him 
very early in pass rushing. So you got to be ready for that. You got to be ready to trap that arm down and not be able to let him do that leverage arm stab that uprooted him and got the sack. Yeah, exactly. You've got you you you'll work that. You'll see how the twist game works. You know how that you know how they blitz now. You know what their propensity is. You're not going to get caught with with uh, slot fire. Right. You're not going you're not going to get caught with the inside cross dog or the faux double A gaps. Right. right? The faux. You're not going to get <laughs> yeah, the faux. Faux. I the love fake. you. You got a little panache fake. when you describe some of the defensive blitzes. I like that. Yeah, you know, you got to have a little savoir faire, right? You know, you got to have a little flair, a little flair for the theatrics, right? For the theatrics. You got to have a little Ric uh, Flair. Woo! Yeah, woo! There you yeah. go. Nature boy. Nature, Nature boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think but I think that that's one of the things that it it can it can calm your mind when you don't have playoff experience because you do have recency bias and you do have recent experience. Right. That you can parlay into the playoff game, and I think that that that's the biggest thing, and that that's what that that's what I feel good about going into this game. No question about it. I simply, I look at this and I think Trey's right. You don't know what you don't know, and ignorance is bliss. By the way, that's what my dad said to me when I was eighteen. I got my first car, which was a beat up uh, Chevy, and um, it had a bashed in right front door, and I was like six months overdue for inspection. And he goes, "When are you going to get this inspected?" And I go. What was it going to bother me for? Like you see this death trap on four wheels going down the highway. And you think some cop might not look and go, gee, that looks like it needs to be inspected, you know? And my yeah, dad, I remember, I go, who's going to bother with this? And my dad turned to my mom and goes, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of those powerful father-son moments where he just shakes his yeah. head. And he goes, just- oh, brother. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like I, I don't know where I went wrong as a dad. I'm exactly I fed him i clothed him uh provided shelter <laughs> thought i imparted wisdom and he's not getting his car inspected now he's, after i've asked him twice he just he's not uh, getting the message <laughs> no he's he's not he's not all right we're gonna go to break homing pigeons homing <laughs> pigeons that's the next step <laughs> when we come back we got the coach Tom Bradley coming in, and we also have Jerry Dulek, but we'll be back with more after this. And this, the Steelers playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford. 